Hi everyone, you're welcome to day one of the journey to overcoming addiction and healing from emotional pain and past sexual abuse. Um, a short story, I, while I was very young, I was sexually molested by some neighbors, which opened up my sexual urges for, as a, as a young girl, as a teenage girl, I grew up masturbating for a very long time for as long as I can remember and I'm grateful that I'm free from it now and um, I want you to know that until you are free from addiction until you are whole you cannot help others here until you are whole from whatever it is you're going through you cannot help others here the reason I'm able to share my story is because God has delivered me from hate and I'm also looking forward to your own transformation I understand that the strength of addiction is inconsistency. So also to live a life of victory over addiction, there are practical steps in the world you have to take consistently to live a life of victory over addiction, which I intend to share in the course of a few weeks. So I want to encourage you to stay put. I believe and I look forward to your transformation at the end of this journey. Please be free. The title of what I want to share today is accountability 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 is a structure god has put in place to help believers who are still growing in their work with him um the first step to overcoming addiction is to open up open up to a very strong accountability system because sin thrives in secrecy it is only bad things that grow in dark places isolation is a tool of the enemy to keep you in guilt to keep you in shame to keep you in condemnation to help you wallow in sin to allow you wallow in, in guilt of and the mistakes of the past this is not the plan of god for you scripture says in galatians 5 verse 1 that it is for freedom that christ has set us free it says we stand from them and we do not allow ourselves to be in again by any yoke of slavery god does not want you to be bound in sin or to be bound in addiction he wants you to live a life of dominion and freedom and that was why he sent jesus to come and break the yoke of sin over your life i want you to know that the power of sin is not greater than the power of god the power of sin is not greater than the power of God. The power of God is greater and is stronger than the power of sin. And that power is at work in you. So the first thing you need to do to live a life of victory over sin is to open up to a very strong accountability system. I want to read James chapter 5 verse 16. It says, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other. So that you can live together, whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. This scripture says, make it your common practice. That you confess your sins, confess your mistakes, confess your faults. Don't keep it to yourself. Because if you keep it to yourself, devil will take advantage of it. And the power of that sin will be reinforced through secrecy. People, Depression thrives in secrecy. Sin thrives in secrecy. Immorality thrives in secrecy. You never see a man sleeping with a woman in an open space, practicing sexual immorality on the open. People do those things in isolated places because isolation is a tool of the enemy to get you. So it will tell you not to open up. And one of the things I found out, one of the reasons people don't open up is because they are scared of what people will say about them. They are scared that people's perception and opinion about them will change. You don't need to keep up 
a fake appearance to maintain people's perspective of you. The only perspective of you that matters is that of God. And if the same God says you should confess your fault to people that can help you, I don't want you to hold back. Now, who are the who is the kind of person you should um, confess your fault to? Number one, someone that can help you spiritually. If you check Galatians chapter 5, 6 verse 1, it says, Dear brothers, I'm reading the living Bible. It says, Dear brothers, if a Christian is overcome by some sin, if a Christian, he did not say an unbeliever, he said if a Christian is overcome by some sin, that means God already made provision for our mistakes, our error, our faults, not to keep us in it, not as an excuse to continue in it, but um, an, an occasion to be delivered from it. It says, if a Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly, you who are godly should gently and humbly help him back onto the right path. You who are godly means you who are spiritual, you who are prompt, you who are yielded to the promptings of the spirit. You are spiritually stronger, should help restore such a person. Now, these are the category of people you should open up to. People that can help you spiritually. People that are spiritually stronger than you. People that are not going through what you are going through. People that you can be vulnerable with and you know that they will not take advantage of your vulnerability. People that can help you. People that are living right with God. Whose prayer God will reckon with to restore you. So accountability is a structure God has put in place to deliver us. To help us live a life of dominion over sin. So when you are overcome by something, it means when you make a mistake, when you fall into sin, open up. Don't keep it to yourself because devil likes isolation. That is where sin grows. That is where condemnation grows. That is where guilt grows. That is where shame grows. It is not the will of God. God is interested in your wholeness. It is in, he is interested in your healing. He is interested in you living the life of victory. Is interested in your wholeness so that you can also help others heal. You cannot heal from what you are. You cannot help others heal if you are not healed yourself. You can only help others heal, heal if you have taken responsibility for your own wholeness. Only whole people heal others. Only healed people heal others. So I don't want you to be discouraged. Be free. Be open with me. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to judge you because I've been there. I have tested addiction and I've tested freedom. I can boldly tell you that freedom is better. Freedom is better. Addiction is a bondage of the enemy. To make you, to keep you insane and not to make you, not to allow you make progress in God. I believe this has blessed you. I want you to know that those sexual urges that you feel, they are real. They are God-given. But the only contest in which they should be satisfied is in marriage. Marriage is the only provision God has made for our sexual urges to be satisfied. Anything outside that is not the will of God. Fornication is not the will of God. Adultery is not the will of God. Pornography is not the will of God. Masturbation is not the will of God. These are perversion of the real things. God ordained sex, but he, he didn't, it was devil that perverted it in different forms and selling it out to believers. 
don't believe the lie of the enemy. God has broken the power of sin over your life. So that scripture, that our opening scripture says, when you confess your sin, says, pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. When you open up to someone that can help and restore you, one of the things they should do for you is to pray for you, of which I'm going to do at the end of this episode, to pray for you, that you'll be strong in the Lord, that you will not succumb to the cravings of sexual desires um, in the wrong context, that the Holy Spirit will grant in and strengthen your inner resolve to say, to say no to sin, that the yoke of sin is forever broken over your life. That the stronghold of addiction comes crumbling in the face of the power of Jesus. So open up. Even in the course of this journey, if you make the mistake of going back to it, don't keep it to yourself. Don't let the enemy keep you in guilt and condemnation. Condemnation is a tool of the enemy. It's a tool of the enemy to keep you in sin. It's a sense of unworthiness that it makes you feel you don't you are not deserving of God's presence. You are not qualified to pray. You are not qualified to study. That is what the enemy tries to do to keep you away from God's presence because he knows that is where you can get your that is where your help is. So he wants to stop you from getting the help you need. That's why I will say, keep it to yourself. Nobody will understand. Ha, they will know, they will say you, a old believer, your brother in church, and usher this and that. Do not believe the lie of the enemy. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray in the name of Jesus that they are delivered completely from the bondage of sin, from the bondage of addiction. In the name of Jesus, whatever it is that has held them bound this long, I decree in the name of Jesus, lose your grip over their lives. They are delivered, spirit, soul, and body. They are restored in God. They are restored in Christ. They are restored into fellowship in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. Like I said, the strength of addiction is inconsistency. How you will live a life of victory is by consistently practicing the right things also. Part of which is listening to this podcast daily for the next few weeks. So I want, to join, I want you to join me again tomorrow for another episode. God bless you. I would be expecting your feedback.